This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we as an industry can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and directors at camphacker.tv. Welcome to Camp Code, another podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. This podcast is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, whether it's staff training, orientation, or leadership training. This critical period helps to prepare your staff to fulfill all the promises you make the rest of the year to parents and customers. So we'd like to start this morning by having everybody introduce themselves. So Ruby, why don't you go first? So I'm Ruby Compton. I'm the Summer Camp Program Director at Green River Preserve. Uh, we are located in North Carolina on a 3,400-acre private wildlife preserve uh, in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Gab? And my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Warrow, which is an all-girls camp with a linguistic program. And I'm Beth Allison, co-owner of Camp Hacker. For 15 years, I was a camp director and executive director in Muskoka in Ontario, Canada, and I'm now a camp consultant with my husband, Travis Allison. So today our topic is training youth development professionals. And as always, before we get started, we thought we would tell you why we thought this was an important topic to share with you. So Ruby, why don't you share that with us? Sure thing. So the youth development professional phrase, I feel like is one that we're hearing more and more and more and more. Um, I feel like the first few times I really heard it was from your Chris Thurbers, your Scott Arizalas, your Bob Ditters, and you know, a lot of those big key folks who are doing a lot of the speaking in the camp world. And they were talking about how important it is for us to realize that we are in the business of youth development and that your staff need to be youth development professionals. And this is terminology that they need to understand. And ultimately, I think it boils down to empowering our staff to do a great job. Um, it's the understanding that you're not just coming to camp to play all summer, that you are in a profession that you can be a professional at camp um, and that you can be 18 years old and first time as a camp counselor and be a professional. And so really, it's a, I think it's about empowering your staff to be wonderful, to be phenomenal at their jobs uh, and to making a difference in children's lives in all the right ways. Great. So our first question is really just uh, getting into that phrase and and uh, those ideas a little bit further. So maybe Ruby, you can start us off and just delve a little bit further into how is youth development different from the term camp staff? Sure, sure. So I think for one thing it is that um, camp staff has a little bit of a stigma to it, I think. You think about how camps are portrayed in the media. You think about what hot American summer, you think about <laughs> Um, all the summer camp movies that are out there. and Or that TV scary. show, that TV show yeah. that ran last summer, which was awful. Uh, I really liked watching it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's so true. What they're portraying is not necessarily the camp and the organization, the industry that we're right. in. Um, though that is the perception that our parents and our families are experiencing. And so I think it's really critical 
that that's, that's a place that I like to start with my staff is let's talk about what your expectations are for this position and really what the reality is for what you're expected to do. You think that you're going to come to camp and you're going to be just a staff member. It just says staff on the back of your shirt. And all your job is to hook up with whoever you want to. Your job is to lead whatever activity you want to. Your job is to just play and have fun and have a great summer yourself. But that's not what I'm hiring staff to do. I'm hiring staff to grow children and not like grow, but you know, uh, to, <laughs> to grow children into incredible people. Um, my job is to grow these staff into incredible people who are great leaders. Um, and so really getting them to understand that, yeah, there's this idea of camp staff and, and this is what comes with that package. But really, the job that you've been hired to do is as a youth development professional. I think it's a much more specific term. It's a much more accurate term. Great. Do you have anything to add on to that, Gab? Um, I think I think it's uh, it is it's marketing basically. Um, I think when when um, when the term uh, youth development professional came out, it was also in part to to remarket um, the camping industry and what we do and. And that also start, that also has to happen internally. Um, and mm-hmm. and as we know, we lose sometimes we lose great staff members because parents um, don't believe that the job that they're doing that summer is going to help them in their right. future career, and that they need to take an internship or you know where they're going to learn. Sometimes yes, they'll learn some great stuff, and but most of the time they're they're not learning what a camp. Um, a camp counselor's learning. And, and I'm very clear with my staff members that youth development professional, we talk about it, but I also, there is no difference between a camp staff member and a youth development professional. What it is is a brand and it's, it's what we're talking about is to convey to the rest um, of society that doesn't quite get it. And, um, but, the, but this is how we act and this is how we show that we are youth development professionals. Um, and, and it's a very, very important and smart uh, distinction because we need to let people know that what we do is important and what we're doing is impacting the lives of children and young adults in a positive way. And it's a very, very valuable experience for all. Uh, but it's, it's a struggle that camps have is to, is to promote that. Um, so for me, that's the difference. It's really in the, it's more in the mindset and the marketing of, of our, of what we do. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, uh, because we don't want to take away from the fact that they are camp staff. It's that all camp staff should be youth development professionals. Um, so we want to grow the whole person. We want to facilitate thinking, engage minds, uh, listen to questions, encourage risk, uh, support struggle, cultivate dreams, um, learn every day. And we want to create people who will change the world and make a difference. So youth development professionals want to become people of influence. Um, we want to set that example and, um, I don't remember who said it. it might have been Einstein, but um, you know, setting an example is not the main means of influencing others. It's the only means. So we want to become people of influence. But I love that gap that you just sort of wrap that up. Is that we've always been youth development professionals. Um, the rest of the world just didn't know it before. So that's excellent. So how do we then get staff to take ownership of that title, youth development professional? How do we get them to jump on board and understand um, the importance of that and that distinction we're making for parents and um, other people outside of the camping industry? Ruby? 
So um, one thing that I point out to the staff is it, this is a this is a long term um, commitment, right? You're coming to camp and you're going to work with these kids and you have the potential to really change their lives. And I remember being told that when I was first starting off in camp. And I also remember kind of having the feeling of like, I'm going to go change every child's <laughs> life for the better. And then you kind of have that shocking realization that, no, you're going to have some kids that they may not even remember your name in December. And, right. and like, there's an issue there too, but um, that there is this opportunity to really be an advocate and somebody who encourages growth in your campers. And so that I think is so critical for staff to understand, um, that you, you are helping children grow. And again, like I, as a director am helping my staff grow and I am in the business of youth development for you all as the staff, mm -hmm. just as much as mm -hmm. you are in the business of youth development in the campers. Um, and so I think part of it is just uh, modeling that commitment and expressing that commitment to the staff that I, as the director, am going to make this commitment in your development. And I'm going to provide you references when you're done at camp. And I'm going to push you to, to grow your life skills while you're here. Um, that is my biggest goal throughout the whole summer is to have my staff grow because if they're growing, then they're happy, they're healthy, and then they're putting on a great program for the kids. And then I have happy customers. Um, so it's a chain, but I think first and foremost, modeling that commitment to mm -hmm. their youth development, I think is a great place for them to see like, wow, this is something really cool that I'm getting. I want to give that as well. Awesome. Great. Gab? Um, I think it's about giving, um, giving staff members the, the vocabulary of what they do mm -hmm. and also, Great. uh, teaching them how to recognize it. So that, I think that staff really intuitively experience the change in campers, but they don't know how to verbalize it. And they don't also don't necessarily recognize the moments that, that they happen. And so that comes with when we're doing check-ins with staff members, it's not just about their performance, but it's about how their campers are doing. What did they look like when they first came to camp? What do they look like, you know, halfway through their own session? Getting staff to actually label the difference, the, the differences that they've seen in, in the child will help them be able to express that later on, on what they have done. And you have to sort of teach staff to do that. Um, I interviewed a young woman from Kenya to come work at camp this summer, and she had worked at an American camp for three years. Um, and we were, and I was talking to her about her experiences, and she used the word, uh, the terminology. You know, it was a it was a real teachable moment, and I was <laughs> like, "Hey, camp, so and so, good on you guys for teaching this woman, um, this young woman, how to use." Uh, what we're using right now is camp, our camp terminology. Right. So teachable moment comes from who? Is that Michael? Is that Jim Kane? Who, who's? who's I'm trying to remember, moments? and you scared it out of me. Sorry, <laughs> I've heard it too. Going back even to like to Knowles and outdoor programs, like yeah. Yes. So right. So, but this is right. So it, this goes back. This is this is terminology that that uh, you know assists um, what we do uh, in the camping industry um, using terminology such as, uh, you know, respecting and honoring the whole child. And what does that mean? 
Um, so why do camps, you know, honor the whole child? How do we honor the whole child? What is what is uh, that concept? What is that theory? So bringing in a little bit of education, bringing in a little bit of that terminology, using it throughout the summer, getting them to reflect on what they do are very, very important parts of helping staff members to connect what they have experienced to, uh, you know, being able to verbalize it and explain it when somebody challenges them outside of camp or what did you learn at camp, you know? So the skeptics. So giving mm -hmm. that, that young staff member um, examples, but they, we have to teach that to them. So we might go to conferences and learn all this information and it helps us. Make sure that your staff members know how to use uh, this very important vocabulary um, and, and that's being a professional, you know? Great. I think that being a professional means that we are always intentional. And we've used that word many times in our podcast because it's just so important. So we need to talk about being a professional. We need to teach it. We need to be an example of it. We need to demand it and we need to have no compromises. So um, we need to inspire and instill those expectations and again, get them to understand the why piece. Um, this generation of staff really needs to know why before they buy into anything. So in order for non-camp people to see that we are youth development professionals, they have to see what we do. And we talked about that in our last podcast too. Um, and as professionals, I think that we have to always be at our best. So for me, there's no, you know, this is camp appropriate, or this is what we do when the campers are not around. Uh, professionals treat each other the same way all the time. Um, our principles, those pillars, uh, whatever it is we use are there because we fully believe in them. And that's how we should treat each other and act at all times. So professionals make people around us feel comfortable, safe, welcome, and we encourage them to reach their full potential. So when I was thinking about this podcast, I focused more um, in the last podcast on youth development and on this one, um, more on the word professional. So this is how we set that example for youth to develop into amazing people. Um, and being professional in everything we do allows parents to see that we take our roles really seriously and that when we say we're in the business of youth development, we believe that they can see it and they trust us. So it helps us to avoid all kinds of issues and complications because we are just simply professional in everything we do. So what does this look like? So for years, like many directors, I have been teaching these skills in various parts of, of staff training. Um, and this year was asked to do uh, a day-long um, presentation to grade 12 students um, who were going out into the world to do co-op. So um, because it's what I do and because I love acronyms, because they allow us to break things down into really meaningful pieces and categorize skills and then help us to remember, um, I put the word professional into an entire acronym. Um, and so um, with working with these students, I pulled all the best pieces from camp and all the training that I had done over the years and took it out into the other part of the world, the mundane world, as we used to call it, um, to grade 12 students and taught them those skills. So um, P was for present your best self which means, um, you know, you're always appropriately dressed for the job, you, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, R was for respect others. O was own your actions, so being responsible. Um, 
F was find the right words, whether it's with campers, parents, employers, visitors, whatever, those sorts of things. And we talked about the rules of customer service. Um, E is establish proper communication. So whether it's verbal, nonverbal, we talk about words and tone and body language and all those things. Um, And S um, was social media. So the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how you represent yourself and how you represent camp. So I'm going to stop there and give the other six after we've gone around again. Um, but all of those things had activities within them. So it took me three hours to do these, um, 12 letters of professional. So I had video clips. I had, um, activities that they did together, that they did individually, all those sorts of things to teach them things in all of those categories. Um, but I've been talking for a long time, so I'm going to pass it back to Ruby and see, um, if there are other things that you want to share with us about that. Um, So again, on taking ownership, I think, again, I really like to focus on this is the, this is where we want to be and I'm trying to help you get there. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so this is something I do in the middle of the summer, every summer, especially if it's not the middle summer, it's going to that last session when you're really struggling to, to finish out strong is I will ask the staff, I would like for you to stand up if you like your job, which most (laughs) of them do, even though they're tired, you know, most of them stand up and whatever else. And then I'll say, I'd like for you to remain standing if you're interested in working again here next summer. And, you know, half and half or so. And then I'll simply pose to them, you are in charge of whether that happens or not. And kind of let them stew on that for a second. (laughs) Um, But just being very clear about the actions that you take and the, um, the intentions that you put out there and how you do things, it, it changes the future of this camp. And so if this is a camp that you want your children to come to one day, if this is a camp you just want to have a summer job at next summer, it's really impo- important that we display and are professionals. And it's very important that we are invested in the growth of our kids because that's how we continue to have customers. If they have a great experience and we and the parents see great growth, then they come back next summer and we have a full camp and there are wait lists galore and I get to pay you so much more money, you know? <laughs> and and but really showing them that I know you're tired, I know that this has been hard and let me tell you, we're on the home stretch. And this is why this is so critically important. Because I think a lot of times people have this idea that, oh, camp will always be there. But it won't. And mm-hmm. if our staff don't take ownership of that understanding of I have to be on my A game, I have to be professional all the time, it really can have disastrous results. And so helping them see that and spelling it out very clearly uh, and that's something you can do at the beginning of the summer during leadership training and then come back to it later. Um, or it's something that you can just pull in in that kind of mid-summer time when they're struggling mm-hmm. is that, you know, hey, this is a great opportunity that you had. And if you want other people, if you want to have that opportunity again or if you want other people to have that opportunity again, you've got to be on your A game. You've got to be a professional. You've got to use this training that we've taught you because this is how we invest in the long-term growth of not only our kids, but also of camp. Nice. Nice. Gab? Um, I, I like, I was just, I'm reflecting at what Ruby <laughs> said. And I, and I think sometimes we, we forget to do training 
our, those key moments of reflection uh, near the end of the summer because we're, we're all a little bit busy. But I find that when, when we do certain activities like you just talked about, Ruby, it's very helpful. It's very helpful and it's, it's almost all it takes to get um, people refocused. Um, that and a little bit of like special camp food. Um, <laughs> always, so, always camp always food. <laughs> so important. Um, I think it, one of the things that uh, that I use is is uh, or that I like to use is um, your your head, your heart, and your eyes. And basically, mm-hmm. that reflects into am I am I ready to do my job uh, in these three areas? And so, basically, my head is: Do I know what I'm doing? Am I prepared? Uh, you know, do I know where my kids are supposed to be? So that, you know, that's the intellectual mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, my heart is, am I thinking about uh, my campers? Am I, am I making sure that, you know, their, their experience is, is one that is that we started as a goal at the beginning of the summer? And my eyes is what I see. So does the camp look good? Do I look good? If somebody came in and looked at me, would they say that person's ready to play or is that person ready to stand at the back of the building and chat with their friends. Mm. What do I look like? Um, physically, what am I dressed as? Um, you know, is, if it's a big camp program and, you know, it's an alien invasion night, you know, what does my costume look like? And so it's really, where's my head at? Where's my heart at? And, and, and where am I, you know, the outside appearance? What does that look like? And that's a good reference um, for staff members. And it's also a good reference in the sense that if you see your friend, your pal, that's usually very energetic or is usually dressed up for an activity and she's not looking her best, and that goes with professionalism, mm-hmm. um, what's our responsibility in that? Do you turn a blind eye? So it's kind of about we're all responsible for what camp looks like. We're all responsible for checking in with each other. We're also responsible for ourselves. And I think that, again, it's never about being under attack or putting on a, a, a fake smile. It's about... Um, recognizing where you're at and what you need. And I think that's really important for staff to understand. We all need a little break. We all need a little breather. But if you're not there in that moment, then what do you do to, to change that and fix that? But we have, we're not like a traditional professional organization where if you wear a tie and suit or if you're in a skirt and, and a, a pretty, pretty snazzy top, <laughs> um, that makes you now, that's your professional clothes. You know what is my, what does that look like at a summer camp, and we take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, sort of giving them a reference point and a personal check is, I think, helpful. Nice. Um, so we did the P R O F E S. So the second S is social graces, and this is like one of my big soapboxes. I just feel like it's something we've lost in our society today. Manners cost nothing, um, and they are one of the best ways to make people, parents, campers, uh, employees, employers feel at ease and feel like you're really competent at your job. Um, so we talk about social graces. What are those? Making proper introductions to people, letting others go first, holding the door open, uh, giving up your seat to an elderly or pregnant person, um, which doesn't often happen at camp necessarily, but you know, when they visit, um, using good table manners, using good cell phone etiquette, um, paying attention to your own behavior. So you're not being offensive to other people. Um, I feel sometimes like politeness has become so rare that people often mistake it for being flirtatious um, when you're really just being polite. So uh, making sure that that's really um, enforced at camp is really important and encouraged at camp. Um, And and it's a real dying art. So my big thing is let's return that back um, to where we're supposed to be because that makes us true um, development professionals. Um, 
so that's the second S. So then um, we get to um, I. So I is interacting well with others. So we talk about physical boundaries, um, working in living space, you know, because you live together uh, in a lot of sleepaway, well, in sleepaway camps, but in a lot of summer camps. Um, always own your own stuff. So that's not just talking about belongings, but feelings, personal problems, drama, um, and never miss an opportunity to listen, um, to always uh, understand what other people are saying and why. Um, A, always be receptive to feedback. So we're not just talking about uh, formal evaluations, but also constant feedback from your kids and those people around you. And L is leave them wanting more. So campers, parents, uh, supervisors, your directors, future employers, you always want to leave them wishing that you would stay because you were such a professional professional person. Um, so, um, if anybody's interested in that further, just contact me, um, and I can give you all that stuff. Um, but it was just a way for me to sort of put it all together in a package for them. But those are things that over the years, we all say, um, to camp staff, um, in order to become professional. So I know I gave people tons to think about that day. Cause they always say in a speech, give you three things to remember, and that's all people can handle. So I said to them at the end, um, you know, I know I gave you 12 points, but if you remember just the first three present your best self, respect others and own your actions, then you will be a pro and all will be fine. Um, so how do we know when they have become that pro? How do we know when they have become that youth development professional? Ruby, what does it look like? Sure. So I believe I shared this definition of professionalism in our first episode mm. of Camp Code, um, but it's, I go back to it and I use it so much during, uh, during the summer. But definition of professionalism is managing one's own reactions in service of the work to be done. And Gab, I, you were alluding to this as well before. Um, that's when I see that. That's when I know somebody is being professional. Um, when I see them, you know, I know that they're not having a great day, but they're continuing on and they're they're putting on the happy face and they are doing the work that needs to get done and they're doing it well. That's when I can really pat that person on the back and say, "Look, I know that was not easy for you, but that was awesome. <laughs> Way to go." Um, so I think that is, is certainly something to look for. Um, I think asking your staff and asking yourself, what does growth look like? How do you know that a child or a staff member has grown in the time that they are here? And for each person, that's going to be different, obviously. Um, but there are certainly themes and, you know, whether it's confidence, you know, able to get up and talk in front of the group or be silly when they didn't do that much at the beginning of the session. Um, and performing at our variety show might be what it is, performing for the whole camp. Um, really picking out some of those specific things that are those behaviors you want to see. And um, I think Michael Brandwine has a great book called Super Staff Supervision. Mm -hmm. And he talks about not only to think about identifying the negative behaviors, it's really easy for us to think about, you know, this is bad and this is bad and, and kids shouldn't do this. But when we say, you know, the positive behaviors are often like, they need to be kind, they need to be generous, you know, and those are really broad. And again, what does that look like? Uh, we, need to, we need to get there. And so taking that time to, to figure out what that looks like. But also in that book, he does a really good job of explaining how to talk to staff about adjusting their teaching skills or um, changing their behaviors that's not just, um, here, you didn't teach that right. Let me show you how to teach it. You know, he does mm -hmm. a good job of, of, gives some good vocabulary of how to pull a staff aside and say, you know, 
you did this. This was really cool. May I share with you the, a way that I've often taught this in the past? Um, and, and I think that that's a, a really important. It's really important to be able to have this conversation with the staff where they have the vocabulary, as Gab was saying, to say, like, we are trying to encourage growth. We're trying to encourage youth development. What have you been doing today that has encouraged youth development? Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks. Gab, over to you. Um, for me, it's, it's uh, when staff um, care about uh, the details, when details matter, mm-hmm. and um, they take pride in what they're doing. And mm-hmm. um, for me, again, it's, it's a fine line between self-sacrifice and taking pride. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes staff members um, do things, uh, you know, a little bit above and beyond. And is it for the right reasons? Are they, are they looking for praise or is it because they, they care in the, in the craft that they're doing? And um, as directors, I think we need to pay attention to those details, but really, really went in a, in a healthy sense um, that details matter and they take pride in what they what they're doing and that they can express why they do what they do um, and why it's important. And um, one of my favorite, favorite uh, conversations, I was so privileged to be just a fly on the wall in this situation, but we have uh, women's weekends um, up at camp and a lot of the time it's our campers moms that come up. And I had two staff members um, who are slightly rough around the edges, but just amazing at what they do. And they were telling these moms how they deal with girl conflict and um, and how it's they they can't wait for it to happen because <laughs> it's an opportunity for them to learn how to speak to each other. And these are the steps that they take it. And these moms were challenging them on this. They're like, yes, but, you know, when this happens and they said, actually, you know, and they are explaining it and they're not just explaining it, but with a little bit of humor as well. And I was like, these guys get it and they're mm. able to express that to some uh, skeptical moms. And I said, in my head, I was like, this is, these guys are professionals at what they do. They know how to do it. They know why they do it. And they know the impact that it has because they've seen it over and over again. So um, if they can express that, then they're, they're well on their way, you know? And of course, after I was like giving them hugs and kisses and they're like, <laughs> Like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I was like, oh, you have no idea how bad I am right now. I'm just so happy. They're like, it's embarrassing. Stop it. <laughs> I embarrass myself all the time. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's my goal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When they get it, that's when you know what it looks like. When they're more excited about their campers than they are about their own relationships. When people feel welcome as soon as they get to camp. So I'm talking visitors, parents, the food delivery truck guy, anybody is made to feel welcome, then I know they get it. When there's an attitude of positivity, so there's no gossip and there's no drama because there's no room for it because they're so busy filling it up with good things. Um, As Gab said before, when you hear them using the language that you use to teach them. So when you, for me, it was when I could hear them DLPing. So again, Michael Brandwine, describing, labeling, praising. When I could hear them doing that with kids, I knew they got it. Um, When they want to be people of influence, when they want to become mentors to campers and to other staff, Staff, that's what it looked like. When they thought about camp throughout the year and sent me ideas because uh, they were so excited about it, that's when I knew they got it. Um, when they would really get excited about stuff that they learned at a conference and then couldn't wait to implement it at camp. Um, and so for me, when it was 
really evident was when they were out there, when they enlarged people, when they connected with people, when they empowered people. And the final one was when they produced other people of influence. Then I knew that they really got it. So Gab, do you want to just recap our show for everybody before we wrap up? I almost felt like you just did. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's great. <laughs> I was like, this is exactly what we just talked about. I, you know, I think, I think what I would like to say, um, because I actually do feel like that was a very good uh, recap, um, uh, but just a couple of points maybe to add to that is that it is in our best interest to make sure that staff members are, point, are able to express what they do at camp. It's a marketing piece. And to mm-hmm. do that for um, for those staff members' parents, because it's very important that they express what you know with pride what their what their uh, their kids are doing. Um, I think it would be very helpful for perhaps if Beth posted uh, in our show notes what the acronym is um, sure. for professional. Uh, but I think that that's something that's you know I lo- like even just the piece on manners is such a wonderful um, aspect, and sometimes just. It is a long acronym, but it's, it's, it's a good one. Um, and uh, making sure that uh, our staff know why they do and what they do. And, but it was a very good recap, Beth. Thank you. <laughs> sorry about that, Gab. Didn't mean to steal your thunder there. I'm just um, sort of oh, no, no. thinking about the last question is that that was how I knew. So if you would like to get involved with us, um, in, in this discussion, we would love to have you join us. So you can join us on hashtag Camp Code. We'd love to hear from you what kind of topics you would like us to discuss, what guests you would recommend that we talk to, any other great leadership training tips that you have that you would like to share with everybody. We would love to hear from you. So we're all about sharing in this industry. So please let us know. And this is how you can contact each one of us individually. So Ruby? So you can find me at greenriverpreserve.org. Uh, my email is just ruby at greenriverpreserve.org. Or you can also find me on Twitter, rubylynn85. Great. Gab, where do we find you? And you can um, see where I work at waro.com or contact me at gabs, G-A-B-Z, at waro.com. Or you can follow me on the Tweety Bird um, at Gabrielle Rail. And you can find me, uh, our website is camphacker.tv. You can email me directly at beth at camphacker.tv or hashtag at camphacker. Ruby, why don't you tell us what our next topic will be? For our next podcast, we are going to be discussing the topic of having return staff facilitating training. We've seen a lot of discussion about that uh, in the past couple of months. Is this okay? Is this something that's good? How do you do it well? So we're going to be talking about that in our next podcast. Nice. So our final segment on each podcast is a best practice uh, for leadership trainings. And as we said, we would love to hear some of your memorable moments or most effective tips. And again, you can tell us what they are using the hashtag camp code. Um, But this month's best practice actually comes to you from my husband. And it's called the Zoic Handshake. And uh, Zoic is Travis Allison's camp name. And for us, The first sign of a true professional on a first introduction is how to do a really 
a really impressive handshake. And this is something that you actually, I found, have to teach staff how to do. Um, you have to go over it. You have to get them to practice it with each other. And a first great handshake, as I said, is one of those first signs of a true professional. So it's something that young people don't necessarily do um, to greet each other anymore, but it sets us apart in the camping industry if we do it well. So it has to be a firm handshake. It can't be limp or sloppy. Um, you need to look them in the eye and make direct eye contact. You need to give the hands a few pumps, not too many. That gets weird. Um, if you get sweaty palms in the summer or if you're just naturally one of those people, uh, Travis always had a way of just ever so slightly wiping it on his shorts on his way up to reach his hand uh, to grab your hand so that he was just sliding it off there. But you got to make that really subtle and you practice that with your staff. Um, you practice how to introduce yourself, repeat the other person's name and say something warm and welcoming like Ruby, it's really nice to meet you. We talk about squatting down to the level of the child, the eye level of the child, if um, that's who we're meeting. And always, always, always introducing yourself first to the camper before the parent. So our staff was taught to shake hands with everybody who came on site. And we're back to the food delivery truck guy and all those other people uh, welcomed camp. And we've had dozens of staff members over the years let us know um, that they have received really great compliments on their handshakes. Staff has been asked, who taught you how to do that? That was a really great handshake. We have staff who have let us know that they got a job because of that handshake. Um, we've had teachers now who were former camp staff who said that it was really a great way for them now when they uh, to be able to address parents um, or to address clients in their industries uh, with a really firm handshake. So you can never underestimate the power of that. And please, please, please teach that to your staff. So that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. And please join us with the hashtag camp code. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Please remember, no other industry shares its best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a Camp Hacker podcast, please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker bringing your world into focus.